entering the DGTC. You ready for a deep dive? And Jordan did most of the crap. Can't believe I said that. I've been doing this since 2008. What the fuck do I know? Drawing hands is like kryptonite. Loading up elbow logos. Yeah, Welcome to the DGDC, a united team of design professionals creatively bound to bring unique inspiration and uncommon perspectives. You can email us listener questions or topic ideas to hello at dgdcpod.com or check out our website, dgdcpod.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Twitter at dgdcpod. Plus now you can join in on the conversation. We have a Facebook group. Just pop onto our website and hit the community tab at the top. Now, on with the show. Well, welcome back, everybody. We have our best annual, our funnest episode mm. in store. Uh, Jordan, any it's, idea what today is? <laughs> it does. It feels like that mid-season holiday. Fun fact, it was the first episode I think I did with you guys. That is right. Yeah. Hmm. That was the so this very is like first a very, one. Yeah. And you are referring to our best friend in the world, Mr. Bill Gardner from <laughs> Gardner Designs and Logo Lounge. What's up, Bill? Sweet. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm glad that Jordan remembers that far back. Yeah. Yeah. All the way back. What was it? It was two years ago when I asked him if he could himself in half, if there would be just a single <laughs> ring for just one year of participation. Now he's got two rings. <laughs> yeah. Beyond the sprout. Is, <laughs> I'm bearing fruit now, best. boys. And I got to tell you, that's, that's always the way to make friends is to start a conversation by saying, have you ever cut your arm off yeah. and counted the rings? You know, because I'm going to yeah. remember that one because that's a that, is, that dude, you the fact that you remembered it was so good, right? Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Well, this only means one thing. Uh, Bill has been working year round like you do all the time. And this is your 20th year doing this. Yeah, like this is the only thing that I do, Nick. No, you know what I mean. Uh, no. The, the, no, I've been working year round, all year. You know, it's amazing. He's, he's got this retirement fund going that he can just live off of. That he's no, believe me, that's not the way it works. In addition, actually, to what running. does happen? Yeah, what what does happen is in about February, I kind of wave goodbye. I tell my wife, you know, I'm going to go work on the trend report. She says, I'll see you in April. April. You know, it's yeah. I vanish for a period of time. That is incredible. And you take this on in addition to running Gardner and putting this thing together. And Logo Lounge. And Logo Lounge, everything, right? All of this stuff, all at once. You're you're a multifaceted guy wearing a lot of hats for sure. It works. It works. It does. And I think you, it, kind of puts it all together like doesn't you do you find like one thing gives you the credibility for the other and vice versa and all that because mm. it all goes together so well okay you just figured out my secret sauce <laughs> yeah if, if i lose any one of these bricks this whole thing tumbles down like a house of cards it's just amazing uh no <laughs> you know it, it really has been interesting from the perspective of yeah you're right this is the 20th year of doing this in in 2003 uh gordon k the publisher of uh, Graphic Design USA said, "Bill, would you would you write an article for us?" And I, I said, "You know, I'm kind of seeing some commonalities amongst trends going on." And I wrote this thing 
having no idea that it was going to end up turning into this annual report that we ended up doing. But this thing has literally traveled me around the world. I, you know, um, now that you, the Ukraine and Russia are no longer friends, mm-hmm. um, in, in the same year had me double speaking in Moscow and Kiev, um, you know, doing the, doing the trend report over there. <clears throat> it's wow. just, it has literally just taken me around the world and put me in front of so many incredibly cool and talented people in our industry. Oh, I can only imagine, man, because it's like yep. the one thing I love is are the things like you and I'd say like there's a just a handful of companies that really do unify designers all over the world in a lot of ways. How else can we learn from each other? But like things like Logo Lounge, things like the book and, and it, it's just yeah. such a great tool. I know Jordan and I refer to it all the time yeah. when we're when we're discussing or sharing designs, you know, on Slack or something. It's such a great spot to just either start or get that daily inspiration and it's and then to show it in the book to to me is one of those just incredible like capsules of the year, I've, right? I've, I've got to, I've got to share a little insight that I've got because I love books. You know, mm-hmm. books were what books were what caused Logo Lounge to happen, but it was almost the antithesis because if you think about it, a book that you pick up off the shelf, you know, that you buy or you buy at Amazon. Maybe that content in that book was submitted, you know, uh, a year before that book came out. But chances are it had been sitting oh, wow. around for a couple of years. Yeah, so, yeah. so when you're looking for inspiration, you pick up that book, you literally are picking up history. Yeah. Whereas if you are a Logo Lounge member, you know, and it's a hundred bucks a year and people can buy a membership. We'd love to have them and you can submit so on and so forth. But you're actually looking at content that's coming about in real time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm having this conversation with our, our design team and I'm looking over and I realize that every one of our designers has their big monitor lifted up about three inches off their desk with books. <laughs> so I'm going, excellent, excellent. Glad that those books are causing good value for our design program here. Yeah, you know, they're all design. lifting up the monitors. <laughs> yeah, lifting up the design world. <laughs> yeah, I, that is exactly the line they should have used. <laughs> that is so great. Uh, but you're, you're right. And it's, I'm a, gosh, I'm not the biggest book guy, but I'm a fan of books that are like, resource books, the books yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can pull and get what I need really quick. And I, to me, I think there's not that many of them in our industry that I, you know, they might be of a particular artist and I love those ones too, but to have resource books to me, mm-hmm. those, to those are those ones that just really, gosh, I don't know. It's like, you know, it's like their go-tos and, yeah. and that's what, yeah. that's what you guys have become to so many of the designers out there, you know? And even as like designer it's really fun and exciting. Like, oh, my work is like in a physical thing. Like so often it's like, oh, someone shared it on Instagram or it's in some trend list. But like, it's really cool to have it. Like it's in a book and it's on my shelf and I can pull it out or like it made the cover or whatever that might be. Jordan, like, that Jordan, excitement. You just, you just lassoed the heart of this thing. Yeah. You really did. Yeah. Because um, the number of designers that uh, we have over the years speculated on, yeah, are we going to keep doing the book or are we going to, you know, because it sells great, you know, yeah. and we have a lot of fans. But, but you know, all this content's on Logo Lounge. And, but I, I swear to you, we have people that get uproariously upset at even the thought <laughs> of that because when you have something that you've created 
that is in print. And of course, we're designers, so we're accustomed to things in print, but that is in a book. Mm-hmm. You open that book up and you see that piece that you've done. And I swear, there is a chill that runs up and down your spine. I have had grown individuals, and I'm not just talking about wusses like me, have tears in their eye when they see their work for the first time yeah. in a book. Yeah. And it is not only that um, level of recognition that they have reached uh, an, attain- an attainment at this achievement level, but it is an inspiration for them to yeah. continue to try and achieve at that level. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's an ongoing, you know, it, it's a goal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's there also show mom and dad because it could be like, look, see this graphic design. This thing is what out. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, you're, you're pointing at yours and, and they go, oh, well, that one's a nice one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But this is mine. Oh, who's this Let designer? Me see. There, are there birds in here? Let's look at the birds. That's a dragon. Yes, mother. But look at mine. Yeah. Look at mine. <laughs> I, I, I think you nailed it too. Yeah, that's what everyone talks about. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. seeing the day that everyone finds out and then you see people throwing it up on Twitter or whatever and you yep. can see that 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 passion as well. And and I don't think there's a lot of that in our industry oh. a lot of times. That's like that one fun little yep. you know, kind of like trophy. Mm-hmm. No no it pun is. intended, because your your yeah. icon is a trophy. That's the coolest part. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you so go. You get when, up we, there. when yeah. we met last year. It was a very right. interesting conversation because it was really the first time you had a pretty good capture of what the last two years had done mm-hmm. to branding, mm-hmm. to industries. And, and, and I remember that was the one where we really kind of like took a dive into that. Like what really you saw huge changes like very quickly. Right. And yeah, yeah. I'm curious to know what was your first observations when putting this new trend together. We're going to go through those in a sec, and we're going to have them here on the screen as well, so you can follow if you're watching our YouTube version of this. But what was those first observations that you saw yeah, for this? Yeah, you know, um, so, and and I swore to myself that I was not going to bring up the C word. Um, you don't have to. You know, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, in, in, in this interview. But uh, if you think <laughs> about the period of time during which those uh, logos were submitted, um, you know, it certainly, I mean, it ran through the last year. It, it, for, for those that don't know, the report is always built from everything that has been submitted to Logo Lounge since the prior report. And that usually is about an end of February date. And it just so happened that this report coincided with the submissions that came in for book th- number 13, which we're getting ready to launch, I think, next month. It's going to be out. Um, but that meant that we had 35,000 logos that had been submitted that I had to go through <laughs> to try and find, you know, to read the tea leaves on 35,000 logos. And yeah. not only that, but when we do this, and I don't think a lot of people realize this, we go back through uh, brand new and any number of other sites looking at every significant uh, rebrand or branding that's gone on during the last year. So, I mean, there's a lot of content that you're scraping through, but that content was created over a really interesting period of time chronologically, Um, you know, from when we were kind of locked down to when we're locked out and to when we're, you know, completely out. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, um, honestly, I would love to be able to sit here and say, you know what really happened during that period of time? You know what that caused? 
I don't think it did much more than it gave us a little bit more free time to actually design. There you mm. go. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yep. uh, I think that people discovered during that period of time that uh, companies had one of two options. They either said, I'm going to sit down and figure out what the hell is going on. Or they said, you know what? Everybody's sitting down to figure out what's going on. That's We're right. going to sprint like hell yeah. and get ahead of them. And yep. fortunately, really good designers have clients that have courage. And yeah. they're the ones whose clients were sprinting. And they're mm. going, yep, let's go. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, oh, yeah. so amazing things happened during the last year. We, I think we all, that was one of the main takeaways last year when we were all talking. We all saw that amongst yep. small design studios. Right. And, the, and the, the clients they had, clients fell into those two categories, like you just said. Either they were just like yep. sprint ahead or stop and think. And yep. yeah, it, you're just hoping you have those ones. And thankfully, I think they led the way. I, as I was just waiting for, show me what to do, <laughs> clients, yeah. right? Like yeah. at yeah. that time. Yeah. Yeah. It was really yeah. interesting. But this, this not only being the 20 year thing, I, I like that you, at the beginning of the report, talked a little bit about not just this last year, but the past 20 years of logo yeah. hunting and logo searching and all the stuff that yeah. you've done. You had some really good pointers there. What what was your biggest takeaway when you looked at 20 years? You know, the, the thing that kind of embarrasses you a little bit is the fact that uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to share a story on myself. I have had companies that I have designed multiple brands for, multiple mm-hmm. logos for, mm-hmm. because I started with them 20 years ago or 30 years ago, you know, and they got to that point where we need to refresh the logo. We need to, and that's great that they came back to me, but there's always that point in time where you find yourself looping back around. Yeah. And with the logos, I think that we found a couple of points in time where we've kind of got, oh, crap, we, we did that. We did that back in 2005. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, totally. Or, the pendulum coming oh, back. That did, that did come back, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, Jordan, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, so it's a long enough period of time there. But the mm. other just amazingly cool part about this and anybody who's read the report or who has been to Logo Lounge to look at the past 20 years of trend reports, and by the way, they're all out there on the free side. You can, you know, you can look at all 20 years of them. That's 3,000-some logos that we have, you know, um, put in the reports in, you know, uh, what, 15 times, 300 different categories, you know, so it's yeah. a lot of logos. Yeah. But the cool thing that happens in there is it's kind of, you, you've heard people that say, don't, if, if you're invested in the stock market, don't watch the stock because on what, what it does on an hourly or a daily or even a weekly basis is, is not a reflection of what it is really doing mm. that you need to look at it over a period of time. Mm-hmm. And this is the same thing with the logos and the trends is you've got to look at these things over a period of time. Mm. You can't say, oh, I just saw that logo come out today. So I guess this is a trend. No, yeah. it, you know, it's a logo that came out today that may have been a trend, you know, years ago, or it may be a future trend or it, it but it's just a single piece of data. And when we look at 20 years, you're able to really see how they have reflected upon each other. So you can say, oh, that transitioned into this. Lines started getting thinner this year. And then the next year they were thinner. And the next year they were almost invisible. And then they got really fat. 
Well, okay, what happened? The pendulum swung, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's going, we're going, we're going, going. But that informs us so that we have a sense of where any one of these trends is going. You reach a saturation point and you back off. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you find a void and you fill it. And, uh, you know, and you can tell these things by looking at the previous reports. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm always fascinated with that sort of pendulum and <clears throat> when stuff does come back to swing or, you know, I'm getting old enough now where like things that were hip in like the 90s, I think is coming back around. It's been long enough now where like it feels yep. vintage, the 90s, the retro. <coughs> so now it's cool <laughs> again, right? It's like you need that 30 year window of things to be cool, yeah. uh, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, and then it Jordan, just gets you're mixed. a good student. You picked up on that 30 year thing. <laughs> yeah. It, that seems yeah, to be it, the window. Cause like, yeah, yeah. About that 30 year. That's just enough time. And do you, I wonder if that's going to get smaller. Cause it feels like we're going faster with things yeah. just because yeah. of technology and everything else. Right. Like, does it go to 25 soon? Cause it, it, it's so interesting. I always say like you walk through the mall that'll, and there's so many opportunities of design and color and fonts and you name it all the things we're a part of and that will tell you what's what's kind of in right now and you in that 90s thing but someone (laughs) had to make a pretty clear effort to do that a long time ago you know a year ago I had always heard that the 30-year cycle, which we're all talking about, which is, uh, for anybody who's not familiar, there's there's a rule of thumb that give it 30 years, it'll be back. If you want to know what's <laughs> going to happen tomorrow, look at what was going on 29 years ago, and you pretty much got it. Um, but that, that was somewhat based off the fact that as kids, you know, we wanted that toy, that one thing, mm-hmm. and we couldn't have it. Or we couldn't see that movie because we were too young or we couldn't, you know, and now we're old enough and we've got some funds and we can do it the right way. So it's 30 years later. And, you know, so it's not like we're recreating our nostalgia, our past, so on and so forth. And that was always what I had heard. Now, I, I think there's two things that we're kind of conflating here. One is that trends can come back around in cycles, yes, and, and they're various cycles. And we're going to even talk about one today that came back in a 60-year cycle. But at the same time, I think that you're going to find that that window of change, whether it is uh, cycling back or if it's just change, is becoming more and uh, is becoming smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And that uh, we 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 tire of things more quickly. Um, new things are introduced more quickly. Uh, the the media and the uh, form of delivery changes in such a way that we're able to do things that we hadn't been able to do a decade ago, or mm-hmm. two decades ago, or or a year ago. Yeah. And when you start to look at NFTs or augmented reality or virtual reality, or the metaverse, you know, I mean, start thinking about what you're going to be doing with what you're designing today. When you start to shove those into an environment that is being skinned by, you know, uh, theoreticians and physicists as we speak, you know, so yeah. you know, we don't know exactly what's going to go on, but you can pretty much guess if you walk in there and there's a logo you designed, uh, you know, Burger King, for instance, um, is <laughs> Burger King has this crisis going on because they're both digging into nostalgia and bringing it back as you were just talking about. But at the same time, they yeah. literally just registered to have a trademark on their NFTs and to <laughs> uh, register what their food would look like in the metaverse. 
I swear. Wow. So it, it, it's kind of like you're going, okay, we're, we're working both ends of the yeah, spectrum at the yeah. same time, aren't we? And when you get into the metaverse, you know, what, what does that logo look like? If you walk up to it, you know, can you turn it around? Does it have a backside? Does it have a butthole? Does it, you know, I mean, yeah. can you, can you bounce it? Does it, does it squeak <laughs> if you, if, if you grab it? Does it, would, if I drop it, does it break? Or does it break into song? You know, sure. and, it, and there's all of this that we've got to start thinking about from a brand perspective. When we design a brand, we, you know, um, if we're just talking about a logo, is it literally a logo or is this yeah. something much more? Is it a larger picture? And yeah, it's yeah. all because of this change that's going on. You're freaking yeah. me out now. Like, first of all, the logo butthole, I'm never going to get over that. <laughs> I, I, I know. I'm I never going to design a successful logo again. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. It seems like the application always has really pushed design. I think it's just happening much quicker now. Oh, like, yeah. you look at even back in the day, yeah. where, like printing presses and how we like went from, you know, actual like cut and paste to like doing things digitally. And now we're getting to this point where like it's just look, branding and design is at every touch point like you can't get away from yeah. it and it's so easy for anyone to like get into it it's accessible to all these other peoples and creative so like when you start to get into this metaverse like that opens up like a literally an entire new universe of like real estate where like things we can't do in physical form we can really start to apply so like yeah do logos have to be like oh we need a black and white version obviously our dimensional version for our you know metaverse and like yeah you start to like get into like this real estate of how yeah, don't, don't fool start. yourself. Like, there, there are some well-funded companies that are sitting here kind of going, crap, yeah. do we dive in Yeah. yeah. or not? Yeah. Do we fund this yeah. or not? Because if we don't fund it and it takes off, we aren't there. We're left and if in we, the dust. And if we jump in and it doesn't take off, we are there. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Totally. You know okay. what's interesting? I was just... We did a quick tutorial the other day on mm-hmm. showing some new 3D dimension that's happening in Illustrator. Yeah. And one thing they added was front and back treatments to it. And I thought of it. You nailed it by saying, like, what happens when you turn that logo around? What's on the back of it? And there we were doing that exact thing, turning the logo and giving it treatment to the back of it or to the top of it. And and I'm sitting here going, like, isn't that incredible? That's exactly what you had in mind. Like, we have to start thinking of that logo in every context, at every angle, in every perspective, and every. You know use. when this came about is uh, in the 1980s. There was a Super Bowl commercial that was done by uh, Pepsi, and it was a little girl walking down the beach, and her brother is sucking on a straw on a Pepsi bottle, like you would have a bottle at the beach, and <laughs> you know, um, and he sucks so hard that his body pops inside of the bottle, and all of a sudden, yeah. this little Pepsi logo comes up, and it's the old one, the little ball uh, that didn't have the butt crack showing, yeah, this little ball, <laughs> and. All of a sudden, the ball starts to spin. So you see the wave on the Pepsi logo undulating. Well, all of a sudden, the attorneys are going, wait a minute. (laughs) This is a Pepsi logo from here. But from here, that's not the Pepsi logo. From there, that's not the Pepsi logo. From there, that's not. So they started to realize this idea of dimensionality. And where does it come into registration? We've got a very arcane registration process, even worldwide, for being able to protect different visual assets and it's wow. not caught up with where we're going uh on this uh Damn, they're, you that... know, they're still pushing paper in a world that doesn't have paper that's a really good point i didn't even think about like how that trademark facet comes into all this that's yeah. huge oh sure Holy because shit. something as abstract as let's say those lines in the pepsi logo when it turns it could infringe on something else right yeah. yep 
Because yep. it's if you, a, the idea of it being on the sphere and turning is kind of unique. Yep. So what angle you've got? Yeah. Um, or like reversing it, like maybe it's oh, a total yeah. different shape, and now it's like hindering yeah. on someone else's. That's whoa, <laughs> crazy. That's yeah. enough I mean, that's, to make us all go crazy. Right? <laughs> okay, so let's so let's 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 not let's let's get into twenty twenty two. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it with this. Know that. The brotherhood or sisterhood or fraternity or whatever it is amongst us designers, all of us, we um, are moving into a period of time where there is going to be a lot of flux and that whatever we do, a logo is no more than a representation of some quantity of information, right? Mm, Or feelings or how you're engendered and that there are going to be different ways to deal with that. And it may yeah. be a sound. It already yep. is, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, I mean, think about the one note gong for Taco Bell or the one note yeah. gong for starting a Mac. You know, I mean, we know them. Uh, you know, um, think think about the smell of uh, a car that you get into that is uniquely that car, or think about you know all of these things are representational of those brands. So are they a logo? Could be, you know. Um, Could be more. So as we we start looking at these logo reports, just keep in mind that really what our business is, it's not drawing a picture so much. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of it. But more importantly for our clients, what they want is they want something that can be the husk that their brand belongs in. Mm -hmm. So that people recognize that husk. So. Mm -hmm. We'll I think you just that. turned it into a fun challenge now. That's what I that's what you're here for, Bill. <laughs> like, it's like, okay. first you're scaring me. Now I'm like, yes. I think we're up for the challenge on something. We're like back that. to the husk. Yes. Yeah, exactly. okay. <laughs> There's okay. the new t-shirt for uh, next year. The, wh- one <laughs> thing I husk. one thing I saw yes, in your in your first beginnings of 2022 and your findings, you said mm-hmm. watermarks and typography are playing a much more important role. They are. Yeah. I I I think um and, and this probably goes back to uh, six, seven years ago when we had the, uh, just the avalanche of people going to uh, sans serif fonts that were, you know, ubiquitous and uh, uh, the blanding of uh, the world's brands. The de-branding, I yeah. Think what, yeah but, but I think what was going on at that time was more that, okay, we, we've got critical dollars that need to be spent to get a message across very quickly. People need to be able to read the name of the uh, company. Uh, we, we may be selling fashion. We don't want to have a logo that's competing with the design of something that we're selling. And that you found that there was a much greater importance to all the fold roll that hangs around and supports the context, if you will, that uh, that logo belongs in. So the pattern, the texture, the animation, so on, the sound, so on and so forth, became really much more important. And that logo took a backseat. It became a second or a tertiary kind of element uh, in the branding system. And what we're starting to see is that people are having, you know, the, to Jordan's point, the pendulum swinging back. But, <laughs> but at the same time, they still recognize the importance of the word mark itself. And for the purpose of this conversation, I'm going to use the terms word mark and logo word mark representing, you know, uh, that special typographic treatment of the name of the company and the logo uh, representing um, if some nugget, some, some visual 
visual symbol that we've created, if, if, if that's the case. Mm -hmm. So because we're seeing more word marks, we're also seeing that there's that kind of uh, escapism from that ubiquitous sans serif mark to uh, start to introduce things that are going to be um, more confrontational, if you will, uh, that people are going to have a greater familiarity with, that are going to have a message that has a little bit more fat and bone to it. So Yeah. Yeah. And then you had mentioned, too, I think this is a perfect example, the looping elements and the things that are there to help a sans serif font yeah. become a word mark, right? And yeah, and 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 I'm sorry, but I kind of believe they're a cop out to some degree. It's uh, so this, this, you know, and I, I okay, I'll, I'll use Angie or Upworks as a as a couple of example here. Angie's a um, big one on that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's that everything is you know, well, in the first place, Angie knocked it down to what uh, four letters, so it's it's yeah. a pretty succinct little mark, and it's nice, and they've got that little loop on the crossbar on the A. But uh, Upworks is the one that, you know, you've got the straight on you and then you've got a P that is this kind of loopy kind of P that's in there and then works is pretty much uh, kosher the rest of the way out. And as you start to think about it, it's kind of like they're saying, okay, well, we want to we want to be relatively conservative and we're straight laced guys and we're going to get you your product. But uh, but we have fun. You know, it's kind of <laughs> mandatory fun, but 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 we know how to do it. And, and it, I think I may have made the comment that it's it's kind of like an MBA graduate is trying to prove to you that they can be spontaneous. You know, it's, it's yeah. you know, they, here, here's my way of showing you I'm spontaneous. I'm going to put a letter in there that's got a loop. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. um, and gosh, the number of uh, entities that have done this, it's just, it, it was, uh, you know, you were immersed with all of these companies that have done exactly that same thing. Now they've all handled it a little bit differently, a different letter here or a different type of loop or some are more exaggerated, some are less yeah but it's it's kind of like i'm gonna be pretty much straight laced on this but i'm gonna i'm gonna show you yeah. a little bit of fun yeah. yeah it's like pretending to take a risk but you know what i mean like there, <laughs> yeah. it, it, and that goes back to the clients like it's not a risk so you know, true. this is like the safest bet you could possibly do and, and therefore like it kind of falls a little short i'm, I'm in that same camp where yeah. Yeah. You, you got you got to you got to know that the the design criteria was pretty tight that yeah. came from the client on that. Yeah. And yeah. that uh, the designer, let's give them some credit. They probably came back with some much more outlandish stuff. Oh, that just yeah. got canned. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I've been that designer a million times. A few times is like this is the one I you know. It's like there's always you've had a million jobs. <laughs> yeah. Jordan, you're my heat. No, okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll never blame the designer for for pretty much anything like that. Just because I know how client work we all do right you know exactly. a, an, another one that uh, really kind of surprised me in there um, and, and we've seen this coming but is uh, the reverse contrast or the reverse, reverse stress uh, lettering and yeah. you know I the, the, one of the best parts about what I get to do when I write these is the research that goes back in behind it so it's, it's one thing to be able to you know find this cluster of logos that you're saying well okay but then I've got to look back and say well why is that or what's the history on this or where does this come from yeah so um, in uh, uh, actually uh, the William Caslin type company in uh, the UK Caslin you know that font yeah. that oh, we yeah. are familiar with that family oh, yeah. um, was actually started back in the early 1700s that far back yeah. and in 1820 it's kind of like all the fonts that they were creating were like Dido or Bodoni which had these really strong verticals yeah. and these really witty thin little <laughs> tiny skinny uh, you know horizontals in them and one of their designers said you know just and it was almost as a parody they developed a font called Italian and 
the, this is 1820, damn you. Uh, look it up, Italian. This particular font is just amazing because what they did was they shoved these big old fat, you know, hairy, you know, horizontals <laughs> into it and had these spindly little uh, verticals in there. And the thing that we don't, re- we don't recognize is that the public doesn't understand fonts the way we do. Mm-hmm. They just look at it and they go, ah, something's kind of different about that you know and <laughs> and it sucks them into it like a vortex you know it's they've yeah. got a head cocked like a dog it's just one of those you know i don't know what's going on there but you know that i think usually the middle of that o is up and down and this thing's sideways and it, yeah. you know it, it you know but all the designers are having so much fun with these and you know the the whole idea of shaking the public up and confronting them a little bit with a letter form where you know suddenly you flip it 90 degrees the the contrast of it uh, really captures the attention. And I think that uh, uh, Amy and Jen Hood, you know, the Hutzpah girls are doing yeah. some really amazing things. If you take a look at the number of fonts that are out there on my font or any of the other font sites, you find that reverse stress or reverse contrast fonts are just blowing up. The number oh, yes. Out there. They really the reverse are. reverse italic. I yeah. love that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think uh, Jen and Amy have one in, in that zone as well. It's, it's kind of a, you're right, it's yeah. that weird spin of familiarity and new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fonts are the idea of like fonts really becoming expressive. And I, I, I attribute a lot of that to like, it's just easier for people to make a font now. It's way more approachable for any of us to go and make yep. a font, even in Illustrator with like, a you know, an, an expansion or something like you can, it's anyone an can make point. fonts. Yep. And so, yeah, you're just yep. seeing like all this stuff come through for, for, you know, good and bad. But like, it's just cool to see like there's, you know, infinite options. You can find any yeah. expression you want for fonts now. You know, there there is, um, amongst those reverse stress fonts that uh, we had in there, there was one particular example um, that was uh, Kokoa. And I don't even know what the company is. C-O-K-O-W-O. Uh, but, but if you take a look at it, the, um, the, the amount of differentiation between the thicks and thins has kind of been brought down. But it's still thicker on top, you know, and thinner on the sides. But it's not so aggressive that you figure it out immediately. And you, you, it really captures you. It's kind of like, you know, somebody could bring, bring that home, that particular font home as a date. Dad still didn't like him, but, you know, um, he put up with him. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those that can almost be corporate. But you're finding so much of what was done with reverse stress is, you know, it's going to be for a little bit more outlandish uses. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say you're right. All this stuff is seems to come from the idea that we got so minimal with things five or six years ago, and everyone's now just exploring, right? Like, yeah. what can we do to be somewhat different? Yeah. You, I've noticed some of the fonts and logos that are in some of your trend report reflect this this new. I think you have one that's called morphed or something where it's uh, or noodle. I can't remember. We'll get to it, but it's the one where yeah. everything everything just looks like the middle was melted, like something. Yeah. And it's all is this all coming from the idea that we we got so stripped to you know Facebook Helvetica, you know yeah. Louis Vuitton Helvetica. <laughs> yeah, well that pendulum right from like minimalism to maximalism now. So like, come now back. like self expression yeah. rules, like the unconventional yeah. choices because they're creating waves because we've been in this camp. You know, yeah. like these yeah, were if still you want like, to blow your mind, think yeah. of it in this term. That pendulum got over there, but when it started coming back, it freaked you out and it split into five different pendulums. Yeah. You know, so yeah. they're all going in different directions out there. <laughs> but uh, so there we go. There um, we go. Well, we're going to get right into it, guys. And um, 
Sure. This, this, if you have not seen, is the Logo Lounge, Logo Lounge report for 2022. You can go backwards There's into the his trend. logo that you've got right there on. Oh, there that you go. Look at that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yep. And I mean, what? Uh, oh, pinch. Pinch is my favorite. I love pinch. <laughs> There's just something about it that one stood out because I'm di- designing something with that right now, and and I'm glad you said that because I had the damnedest time explaining that one, and yes. I'm not sure so, I did. You've you've almost got to look at it and you go, you oh, I it. get it. You yeah. nailed it. This is I think this might be your best year of naming for sure. <laughs> it's always so good, man. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just nice being able to put names to this stuff. Like these trends are everywhere, but like we all say, you know, categorize them differently. But like this is a nice sure. place. Like oh, this is what they're called. Yeah, we have a centralized exactly. place that we can agree. So on. if you if you haven't got a chance, I really recommend you go through this because some of the takeaways I found here were just so great, Bill, and like what you wrote about the twenty years and this idea of like a logo's got to transcend the trend. That you know the mm-hmm. logo's got to transcend the, the 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 trends. This idea that you could tell if someone has like you know just looked at what's at the cream of the crop right or the top of the crop <laughs> right now, or someone who's done yeah. their homework and you know. Yep. I'm, I'll be the first to admit it. I have to hear these things because, you know, it's so easy to fall into these traps sometimes that, it like, it, it really inspires everybody to continue to do the best work. And I think that's the whole point here. And, here, you know, you got a great little recap of everything there. Um, this is fantastic, too, getting into some of the beginnings here and your, uh, your, your namings. So you had mentioned a few things. You saw this, the logo marks, the word marks. You even talked about authenticity and the more important yep. stress of handcrafted and artisanal. It's kind of neat to see where that went, but let's get, let's get into that first one here. So, sure. yeah. <laughs> I mean, this one bow ties. named itself, but wow, bow tie. I mean, yeah. like, look at this. Yeah. So, um, and, and keep in mind the new logo for meta. So it's yeah. basically, you know, it, it's a, here you go. If you guys want to get some extra money and you design one of these, tell your client that it's a limnoscate, which is actually the uh, official name of that little symbol, as opposed to an infinity symbol. They pay more that way. Oh, um, when, yeah. When you, you know what? I I love history and how it kind of works into things. But uh, one of the things that people don't realize is that the Jolly Roger flag that you see the uh, skull and crossbones in the black mm-hmm. field wasn't really the dominant pirate flag that uh, every pirate had their own flag and that one of the elements that was often more often than a skull on a flag was an hourglass so that you would see a flag with an hourglass and it was indicative of your time is up (laughs) wow and that that literally was the reason it was on there so imagine the fear that you get from a skull and crossbones being cast upon your spine because you've seen an hourglass you know there's something inherently cooler about that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what a better story in terms yeah. of like branding. It's it, like, man. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and if you think about what happens if you turn that hourglass 90 degrees, yeah. all of a sudden it becomes an infinity symbol. So you've just gone from you're about out of time. Limited to time. You have no time limits <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. <coughs> that kind is of, right. Kind of an interesting twist on it. Yeah. Um, so the... the, the Really, the magic in these is at that uh, is at that juncture point 
where the two things come together. Mm-hmm. And you can either imagine that almost being a rectangle that's been given a twist, you know, so that you've got that piece coming through there. But it, for our company, expresses this idea that, you know, uh, we've got something that goes through a process, gets refined down, and then it blows back out, you know, or that it's two things coming together that that linkage between them create that greater impact mm. uh, that you have. Or it's a process, if you look at the outside, uh, you know, of it, and you follow it as a path in there. Obviously, it's an infinity, uh, but there's so many things that go on in there. Um, even if you look at, uh, uh, there, there's a new car that's out, and it's uh, failing me right now. No, actually, I'm not going to let this fail me. I'm just going to scroll back here to it. Oh, Which it's one was the, that? Um, yeah, uh, it's called Dasha. Mm-hmm. Um uh, which is a, a European car which has this kind of uh, uh, horizontal, if you will, two points kind of coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, it also represents the D and the C in their name as they come together. But but a really interesting little side note, it's on the front of the car in a very unique way because it's an electric car. Mm. If you start looking at what is going on with logos and electric cars, we've always seen these badges that were on the center of the car grill. Yeah. Electric cars don't need grills. Yeah. <laughs> so seriously. Yeah. So the front of the car is healing over, right? Yeah. And people are looking at it in a different way. So Sony actually has its prototype electric car. And its yes. logo is actually two lines that come together and then they swerve off of each other kind of like this. Now, that's not a logo. Yeah. It just means that, you know, if you look at the steering wheel of it, that, you know, all of a sudden these things come together. Yeah, that there you go. There's your Dasha logo oh, gotcha down there on the right. the bottom. Yeah. yeah, it's their uh, new logo that starts to come together. Wow, it's pretty cool. Well, I, actually. Feel, I think I'm a tuning it. fork. Yeah. I could see so many different things in that. Right. Yep. 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 Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I love the fact that you can get some visuals on here. This is great. Yeah, that's what we're going to be doing today. <laughs> okay. Enough time with bow ties. Let's yeah. Do yes, let's go yes, on. Yes. Yes. Uh, you. Uvula, and I'm so glad that, you know, I, I swear to God, it's it's unfortunate that it's that close to Volvo because I have too many people that have stopped me and said, really? you And I said, it's Uvula. Um, yeah. stop. So, stop, yeah. Uh, you know, it, so here's, here's the thing that I love about this is that we've seen logos that have had drops in them for years. Mm, uh, totally. Drops are nothing new. But, but if you think about a drop, it takes 480 drops to make a, a fluid ounce. But it only takes a single drop, a single tear to break a parent's heart. So, you know, a drop can be something huge or it can be something very small. Mm -hmm. And when you think about what's going on here, these drops have been encased. But the thing I like even more about the encasement representing whatever the topic is. So here we've got that may be the world's best orange juice or an eye drop uh, up top. Or that one drop coming down into the fire. You don't know if it's going to extinguish the fire or if it's going to ignite it. But the thing I love (laughs) is that all of these drops are still hanging on to their substance. They're hanging on at the top to where Mm -hmm. they came from. So it is this thing where we know that that drop is going to drop, but it is caught in time in the logo. And that's the message is that, you know, this is about to do something. We don't know exactly what, yeah. and it's still in process. Like it's still from the source. Still coming from the source. Yeah. I love whatever that, that might be. Whatever that might be, you know? Yep. It's funny, the uh, the flame one, the fire one, what's interesting is yeah. if it didn't have that little, that little uh, accent there right yep. in there to drop, 
it's kind of interesting. Like it, that's that's a big that's telling you now it's a droplet. Without it, it could just be yep. a kind of a cool flame design. It could it could be, and I will, I will tell you that there are some other iterations which weren't included included in here. Let me let me make a real quick pitch because just today I got an email from LinkedIn Learning, who I'm an author for, and I do the report on LinkedIn Learning every year. Mm-hmm. Um, it just released today, um, and there are other logos. Even though I just show four in the report, typically in the LinkedIn Learning course, I go into a much deeper dive on all of these, and there's mm-hmm. upwards of twenty or you know more logos with examples of different categorizations within each one of these uh, that you can look at. And and by the way, it's an amazing course just on its own. Because oh, wonderful! I, I heard the author is stunning, but. Um, <laughs> um, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, this this could really evoke a lot of emotion to the and almost be custom to the the consumer. I think a lot of mm-hmm. people would have different interpretations of what this represents to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me it feels nurturing and it feels very like I see I see yeah. more of the positive than the negative. I see the Oh, I definitely see right, positive. the hugging. Yeah. Like I you know, I know the drops in yep. there for a reason too, but there's this like nurturing kind of cocoon thing about it that's kind of neat too. Gosh, it tells that's me, a great way to look at it. It's like yeah. I see it as very secure too and unique, but like um what a neat way to kind of I I always love to pick that part with you is that idea of like what is the emotion? What are they trying to do with this one, right? Yeah. Like Yeah. That's what I love. It's mm-hmm. it's more precious. There you yeah. go. That's a good way to put it. All right, let's take a look at what we got next. <laughs> Rooters! Another good name, and okay. my God, these are everywhere. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Talk, talk about asking Jordan to cut his arm off and see what it looks like inside. Um, <laughs> nature gets messy. It does. You know, um, uh, so here, here's my thought on this, is that, um, I, you know, the first thing I think of is it kind of looks like a root system or coral or, you know, the, uh, the vein structure or arteries or something like that. But nature is complicated. But as designers, we've got to be able to find a way to express that symbolically mm. that people can understand and that, you know, uh, you know, uh, complicated is good. You yeah. know, um, and a company that understands complicated things but can simplify them down, boy, that's that's even better. Mm. Designers hate to draw trees. <laughs> they do. They, you know, I mean, that's the reason that kids, you know, stick a ball on top of a stick is because that's a tree. And you know, uh, if if you think about it, the trees are incredibly complex, just a part above the ground. How do you how do you reduce that down? That's why there's so many pine trees that people draw. But if you take a look at the at the root structure, a lot of times designers will just turn it upside down and shove that into the ground. You know, yeah. the root structure is very complicated, but we need to be able to refine that in such a way that people understand it. And this is interesting because the um, the logo in the upper left and the logo in the lower right both kind of follow a very organized pathway, if you will that um is laid out there <clears throat> yet it is random yeah the one in the upper right and the lower left um you, you've got good positive negative spacing going on there but at the same time they are this kind of randomness to them yeah and i think that oh yeah the you're thing right. that all of these do is they give us the ability <clears throat> to send a message via the shape that they are created, the letter R, the letter C, the tree. But by looking at the surface as an additional area of information, 
we're able to add more information into this because we're treating the surface. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's dead on, right? Because like at the face of this, they're all simple shapes. Like you have the hex, you have a C and R circle. So it's like, how yep. do you fill that? Like just beyond just going simple minimalism, fill it with the color. It's like you can add a lot of intricacies in this control chaos, which these end up looking like something kind of interesting because yeah. they're taking up all that space, yep. but they're still balanced. They're still clean. They're still pretty ge geometric, but like there is that asset of like this is a bit more randomized this is a bit more mm -hmm. like hand -up. like one's more uniform one's a little more chaos yeah like yep. you know i love even the difference of the rounded cap and the squared off cap and what a difference it makes mm. the lower right mm -hmm. comes off a little more you know it's it's chill it's yeah. much you know you got the cold then those other ones particularly upper right the c with the rounded lines and caps friendly Right, approachable. Yeah, like, playful. It's I God, Nick. I hadn't even picked up on that, but you're right. It does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's the stuff that like really. I I just love. It's even like lowercase fonts just feel more friendly, right? Uppercase yep. feel a little more trusted and established. So yep. it's these little principles that you could pull out and kind of say like, wow, that could just. That's one thing I can just pull from one of these for whatever next yep. project someone's working on. You know, mm -hmm. completely agree. Yeah, Rooters. That's great, okay. great name. <laughs> All right, here we go. Reverse stress. We kind of talked about yeah. reverse stress a little yep. bit already. I will make the uh, one comment that you'll notice union. Yeah. Um, that uh, the kind of Arabic kind of feel to that uh, letter <laughs> form. <clears throat> the reason that we have uh, strong, thick. Uh, verticals is that the way a pen would be held if you pull it a, a you know a traditional fountain pen like or a calligraphy a, you know or even a calligraphy yeah. pen is if you pull down you have the fat of the blade coming down and as you cross the way you hold it it, it you know makes it thin that's where that comes from but uh, under their letter forms they do it just the opposite so their letter forms are thick running horizontally and thin running vertically. So it's perfectly mm -hmm. natural for them to look at a letter form and see this kind of reverse stress. Yeah. Reverse stress. Mm, that's interesting. Okay. Mm. Very cool. What, what's there your you opinion, Bill, on like the top? I mean, I don't want to even like single one out mm. here, but like. Nope. At what degree do, when it be? How does a designer know where to stop and say, <laughs> I've added the character I want. I added the essence. I want the vibe. But then it could just get to a point where it's unreadable. And, and can that survive in, in this world where, you know, it has to be, you, you said at the very beginning, we're even pulling away from logo marks and getting word marks in there because it has to say the name in a split second, right? Sure. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to even talk, when we get down to tight, you're going to end up seeing some stuff that is illegible. You know, yeah. but mm -hmm. it, you know, it's, it's cool, uh, from a design perspective of a shape, but it's words that are almost illegible and <clears throat> you've, you've got to make that call. Yeah. Keep this in mind. And I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but context is everything. Um, you know, no, but we're looking at these logos basically on, you know, white backgrounds and they will never exist that way. You know, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're always going to be in a field. They're going to be with other information, with a photo, with yeah. other context that is going to help you understand what that industry is or a line that says uh, right underneath, if you can't read union, there's a line right underneath that says unions provider of the largest, <laughs> you know, in text. And it's, you know, so, I mean, you always have other information, which informs you whenever you look at a, a mark, it never exists purely on its own. Mm. Perfect.
Yep, totally okay. agree. All right, here we go. We got into loopers. Talk we to, talked about loopers. Yeah, I, I gotta admit, I, I love the Upwork yep. one. I really do. Yep. Like, there's it's good. It and I'm seeing it the way it's used too. Just keeps that they're pushing a boundary, and I love it. Like, I, I and that camp one as well. It's one of my favorites yeah. too. And and again, uh, don't uh, don't blame me for the fact that these are uh, two dimensional analog static images because you're absolutely right. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of animation that goes on with these. Mm-hmm. Um, True, there is a lot of um, personality that's given to them in other ways yeah. that you can't read when you just look at an analog, you know, print. But they they do add motion, like because your eyes follow that loop, like you're immediately putting motion to something that is static. So like if that's the intention, I think they do kind of do some cool stuff with that, right? Like Mm -hmm. when like I'm getting an action when I read that. I don't just read it as a static word. I kind of follow that trajectory. And so like there's something to that, you know. I I, I do like that facet about these things. It's It's almost like like one of the letter form just kind of pulled down its pants and moved you. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like all of a sudden, oh, I don't don't want to look at that, but I, you know, (laughs) did I really see that? I can't wait to put that in my next uh, pitch rationale for a client. (laughs) Look at that A. So what I'm saying. It just pulled its pants down and said, here I am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, even the camp one, Uh, it feels like you can go right up to it and like, it's like springy. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. And I love that vibe. That to me, those were those successful little moments about uh, when a cl- when a, a design is doing something custom to me that you know what I mean yeah and that camp one by the way is uh, affiliated with a child's product yes uh, or a youthful product so it you know so again you've got to you've got to think about who these are geared towards yeah, yeah. totally and, uh, you know they I'm, I'm not saying that any of them are wrong I'm not I'm not trying to pass judgment on these i'm looking at them as a whole in a category exactly and i but i will say that this was one of those categories where you know somebody shoves a letter in there that's you know loopy loopy and it's kind of like everywhere yeah so totally <laughs> all right got the idea i might be i might be guilty of this one too this is called overarching and i, yeah. I think we've all seen this this is a boho inspired <laughs> and and i love that it's making it to like the top right one, the Thunderworks, like it's it's showing yeah. up in all forms and all flavors, but pretty yeah, big, huh? Yeah, it's you know it's a badge, it's a crest, but the thing that we're starting to see here is and that I that I kind of like that idea of we're accustomed to working with lockups as designers mm-hmm. that we've got a logo and we've got a word mark and they live together and sometimes the word mark can go out on its own or sometimes the logo can go out on their own but but these things are married we've 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 gone in and just taken that uh word mark and we've draped over the top of this like a towel on a toilet you know it's just it's there it's connected now and it's it's a pairing that you are going to have to deal with when you scale it down um, oh, you know, yeah. you, you're, you're, you can only get so small with it because at a certain point you're not going to be able to read it Yeah. or you can only get so large with it because at a certain point, the letter forms are going to become horsey. Um, so, uh, it, it, it's cool. I, the, one of the things I like about this is the fact that the letters have not been massaged. Um, <clears throat> if you look at those, nobody's sitting here kind of. Uh, trying to uh, like stretch work. out letter forms to try and make it work. Mm-hmm. It's just, we're just going to take the letters and we're going to space them around <laughs> this and drape it on top. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I wonder too, like when you're mm-hmm. in your situation where yeah. you submit the logo, these to me feel like they could be 
parts of the logo system and these are the badges and the it's not maybe the hero lockup like you said at the beginning um yeah would, would you ever like spec- specify that in the in there or does it even matter is in yeah, the trends actually car- carnival and moon flowers do uh, so you will find other iterations gotcha. um, mm. of those where they aren't draped mm-hmm. over the top. Because I, I love this as um, we talk about this so much, not only here, but when I talk with my students, how they can get more money from creating a logo for a small business or something. And this idea of creating a, a system. You don't want to just You've do You've got my interest logo. now, Nick. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you don't want to do just a logo, right? You, you know it. You're yeah. an agency owner. You, we, we know these tips. But like to broaden that delivery and say, I'm not just going to give you a logo. I'm going to give you a badge. I'm going to give you the word mark. We're going to give you, a, you know, so many other lockups to do here. Yeah. So that's why I love seeing these because it's like it's mm-hmm. an added thing to add to that thing that you can bill for, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Really yeah. cool. All right. We're up next. <laughs> Whiplash. Hey, uh, Jordan, yeah. I mentioned to you that not everything runs in 30-year cycles, and maybe you can prove to me different, but uh, Art Nouveau, <clears throat> this thing's running in a, in, in a 60-year cycle, as best I can tell, but, but it pulls itself out at just the right moment. Um, you, know, uh, you know, obviously, Art Nouveau has this very... Um, uh, variable width line weight and swishes and swirls. And they literally refer to, if you look at the uh, tail of Louis, for instance, there where that pulls back, that's called a whiplash or the L in lane. That That is the literal name of that is a whiplash. So that's where that comes from. Um, the General Electric logo that I grew up with in my house all over the place. Oh, yeah. You know, those four mm-hmm. little elements inside that circle? Mm-hmm. Those are whiplashes because that logo was originally drafted in uh, 1900. So um, if you go back to the, the history of the General Electric logo, yep, and there you go. Look at uh, that. You, you really get this idea of the letter forms in there having this kind of gracious, but you know, that, that was an homage to, uh, nature. Um, it was humanism that was being played in there, um, at the time. And it was highly influential, but then as you move into the sixties, when it's being used, it's being used with psychedelia and the use of drugs and, you know, uh, recreational, uh, (laughs) materials and, So it became that representation at that time of this kind of smoky, uh, you know. Every Um, music festival from like the 60s and the 70s, right? Like, Yeah, if you look at all the Bill Graham stuff mm -hmm. at Fillmore, you Mm -hmm. know, all of that uh, utilized uh, that kind of letter form that was uh, going on in there. And even if you take a look at Melted, I mean, that's that's actually for a uh, cannabis product. And, you know, that's the reason that we're talking about it mm-hmm. uh, in, in there. Or Papier, which is a uh, manufacturer of journals over in the UK. I mean, they're, they're such beautiful journals that even if you didn't know how to write, you'd buy one just because oh, you I thought the bet. journal was cool. You know, um, <laughs> but I'm finding that these were used in much more laid back kind of colorations. The colors are desaturated. Yeah. They're usually paired with other fonts that might be a, a serif font that is more classical in form. So it's kind of like they've still got this spirit of nature. Yeah. But it's been pulled back. Yeah. They're really expressive. And, and But this is one in the list I think I've seen just everywhere. You go to like any like creative mm-hmm. market, like 
every font is one of these right now. It's like the hottest trend, at least in type. And I think probably why we see a lot of it on type, it like it works really well. That's sort of what oh, yeah. it's born from. But man, oh man. And you can this... create some amazing ligatures yeah. and pairings of uh, letters with this, you know, kind of look too. Yeah, yeah. totally. I, I love that it's even made it into the logo, the logo mark itself here, like on the papier. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. to me, that's one of my favorites. I, 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 I'm so glad you mentioned the color too, because you're right. They kind of have an antique kind mm-hmm. of dusty palette in a way. Yep. Yep. But what's funny is everything you explained about its history and its thing almost sounded rebellious to me, or at least alternative, right? Like, and it's funny. It that this, and yet it's like still so, now we look at it and it almost feels, classical like it's such a this one's a game changer for me i love it i kind of look at it as right before any of the 60 year points at which this has surfaced we have been so uptight mm-hmm. yes serious that's it you that's know it. we're we're you know we're we're working in formation and all of a sudden it's like for god's sake let me just let my let, let me let my guard down you know, business in Let front, party in the back. This. Yeah, <laughs> this is oh. the mullet of graphic design right now. <laughs> oh, I love that term. We'll work with that. Yeah, this is great. This is that. I, I, I'm glad you got it together in a group and named it because I was even showing this. I remember about six months ago. I'm like, what is this called? Because I seeing it, like Jordan said, it just blew up. It's like every new font is this zone, and I'm like, I'm afraid to use them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like one of those things, like, and that's why, you know, checking Logo Lounge or whatever's on the marketplace, like, it, if it feels like it's becoming really hot, like, it's going to probably have a, a date. Like, people in a year from now are going to, like, oh, yeah, that's played out because yep. so much of it is happening right now. So, so it's, it's true and it's not true, both. Yeah. Um, you know, you, I mean, because, gosh, how many trends have we forecast that uh, end up, you know, uh, branching off into new things? Well, or they yeah. continue like that on step, for some time. Right. Yeah. You know, I got, I can remember when we first started reporting on monoline kind of, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> logos and got those things hung around forever. And it's just one of those things where some things are going to stick around. Some yeah. things aren't. Yeah. I feel like and, this year yeah. seems a lot of it is, at least from my perception, these kind of mm-hmm. like transitional periods where like, I don't know if these will be here forever, but I think they're going to lean into something cool or like something a little different. Same with like when you get into like the deep eat traps. I can't get on board with that trend, but like, I think it's starting to get maybe somewhere cool. Maybe we're in that the half step of like, you know, there you go, or or application, more wide that, widespread the application. Thing you, the thing you've got to do, Jordan, is, <clears throat> and I and I make this comment often when I uh, talk to people, the the uh, the leader of a parade, yeah, is only a couple of steps ahead of everybody else. Sure, if you're a mile ahead of everybody else. They can't see you, and they're not going to follow you. <laughs> so all you've got to do is get just a little ahead to lead. And when you Writing are that thinking down. about <laughs> yeah, when, when when you are looking at uh, these, don't think about gosh, am I still going to see this group of four next year? No. Oh yeah, what you're sure. Do is you're you're thinking okay, what do I get out of this? I get the fact that all of these are starting to work with some pretty variable line weight, that that there's this fluidity to it. So how do I carry variable and fluidity? Yeah. Is that a word? Fluidness, <laughs> uh, you know, forward. 
uh, with this. Yeah. Um, what do I start? How do I use that line? Maybe the maybe the mounting, you know, fluid lines in papier uh, is a clue here. Maybe you start to see more of those. Maybe as we get to very ray, which is coming up here, you start to see a combination of these uh, lines that are in very ray, very straight. Uh, with lines that have this curvaceous feel to them. Oh, totally. Uh, well, and I think feel, so. even taking the bigger step back, like especially when we go mm. through this stuff, it is never like, yep. let's look at these logos and figure out how they translate years. <clears throat> it's more like this encompassing thing. It seems like we're just taking a bigger step into self-expression this year. And I think that's mm. where the pendulum, like I'm talking like a single pendulum, where is it starting to go? And it just seems like we're it. getting yep. away from the minimalism, a little bit further away from perfect geometric pl- and finding even little bits and maybe lots of bits of just like, can it get more expressive? Can we find that like, yeah. you know, that bit of counter yeah. culture decisions to design in order to like break off to something new? Cause it never goes back You're to the completely same place. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Completely it's definitely correct. inspiring. Yeah. It's like everyone's out of the box a little bit, you know? Well, yeah. 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 Totally. yeah. <laughs> Hand dots. Oh my. Um, wow. This was, this was a, a surprise one for me. I, I guess you're talking more about like the stippling, right? Like the, the yeah. stippling effect. Yeah. And we've seen it, so, it's like a big yeah. halftone. <laughs> well, so, uh, so here's the deal. Humans are flawed and that's a sales feature. <laughs> you, you know, it is. You think this is going back to your comment about, you know, things are artisanal, things that are handmade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it really is. I mean, you aren't going to see this on the front of a Tesla. You know, this, this, this is, you know, we're talking about something that you feel, I feel comfortable with rugs being handmade or mugs tacos or chocolates tacos <laughs> i'm good with that you give me a handmade windshield wiper or a chainsaw <laughs> i'm a little bit uncomfortable so you know but when you when you think about who these are representing you want for there to be that handmade quality to it <laughs> and the the introduction of that half tone in there or that stippling in there yes they could have gone to a kit and pulled out you know a half tone um, and, and drop that on there. And some of them do. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that you think about every one of those dots was purposely misplaced on there. Random. By hand to prove to you <laughs> that we are flawed. You yes. know, it is, you know, um, and it represents that. And it, you know, like I say, it could easily be a halftone that they dropped on there. Yeah. But that doesn't jive with the illustration style or the product. Yeah. Totally. And it could it could work. I love like the taco one obviously has the probably the best in scalability just because of yeah. its it, yeah. of the size of it compared to the shape and size of the logo. But some of the sure. other ones, I think too, even in scalability, will create a bit of the still authentic vibe, even if the dots aren't coming through. It's almost shade now or like what yeah. a halftone really does. You, you, you just nailed it. That's so halftone. cool. I love this, this trick. Mm-hmm. This is like yep. a magic trick. <laughs> I love it. All right. Next one up. Super, Super traps. traps. Yeah. Now that, wow. Um, Another big yeah. trend. Yeah. It shows my generation. It was based on Super Tramp, but okay, I'll go with Super Traps. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, Centennial, Bell Centennial, 
um, the font was developed because uh, when when they printed phone books on the world's cheapest paper, and you know, and uh, the and by the way, you're going to have to have a section where you explain to people what a phone book is. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 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 uh, type was in like four point or five point or whatever. Think how quickly uh, the ink would start to swell and trap inside of say a capital letter M. You know, you've got these things coming down to these negative points. And when you start to think about that, uh, and you got a home way in on Bill Centennial, it was a font that was actually created uh, with these little traps in it. There you go. Just so that when the paper sucked the ink into the corner, it would complete the letter form. I mean, that was the purpose for it. Now, I'm going to totally blow your mind because (laughs) now we are making fonts that have what are called light traps. Because digitally, when you show a font on a screen, you have this issue of the the glaring light in a spot doesn't render the letter the way you want to. So you misshape the letter in order to accommodate. Yeah, if yes. you zoom way in on that letter in on, there you go. There you go. You can see what's going on in Bell Centennial. And that was why it was designed that way. Now, as a group of designers that are no longer dealing with print, <coughs> and a, a lot of designers... They came and looked at this and they're, holy shit, this is great. Look, look at this letter. Do you see this thing? You know, and you <laughs> blow it up and it, people are just captivated by it. And wow. the Brisbane logo, that B and E, you damn well know that the designer didn't have that good of an explanation. It wasn't like, well, these are a couple of slips you can pull your ship into. Yeah. You know, I mean, they didn't know what this was, but it was cool. And I think that it starts to convey a techie feel. That AR2, I love the fact that you've got this really low X height on AR2 and that it opens Mm. up those little traps in there. So it's, you know, and I I mentioned this, um, there's a phrase that stops me in my tracks, unintended consequences. I (laughs) I love that phrase because you know that unintended consequences you don't you don't know the outcome or if the protagonist lives or not but 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 you know that there's a good finish to this story yeah and there are some of these trends in here which i consider unintended consequences you know bell centennial had no idea that you know <laughs> one day years later people were going to yeah. go i love this this is so cool yeah <laughs> Hey, I love it. I love the the source of this because I did. I'm seeing it so often, and I just thought again it was some random designer thing. And it's neat to see that it came from the need in the print world. Mm-hmm. Just incredible. Yeah, crazy. Love it. Crazy. Here we yep. go. All right, my favorite for sure. Why is that? Why is that one your favorite? The, you know, I'm a big fan of this like this style of. Old airlines and hmm. wind. Str- I don't know what. I Ooh. never know how to describe it. It's Marine like ice chest sort of vibe. Yeah, totally. Oh, even old um, car ornaments and that idea yeah. of things seem streamlined. Like these yeah. have a, w- a way of looking like they were put into some aerodynamic. Like wind created it. <laughs> like the mm-hmm. pressure of of like wind pinched oh, in, in these like little areas. And I think so, there's something supportive and very like, then there's the wing vibe to the, a lot of these as well. But this is a favorite style of mine. And yeah. um, when I saw these, I was like, oh, I mean, like the Kion. Uh-huh. That could be one of my favorite logos of all time right there. Yeah. It, it is I really love beautiful it. the way it's crafted. I mean, it just really hangs together. You know, so as I'm going to tell you a secret. 
and maybe this is going to get out there and it's going to cause me harm eventually with people coming in to show me their portfolio. <laughs> but I can look at somebody's portfolio in a matter of seconds and tell whether or not they've got it. Um, you know, and one of the things that just peeves me to no end is when somebody does a series of concentric lines that are arced at the corner oh, that they yeah. haven't figured out how to deal with the inside and outside radius of those lines. That's probably a hard description of what I've just said. But when 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 you see a designer that gets it and understands that the negative space needs to have equal width to the positive space in there, then they figured it out. These take another step in a different direction. And I uh, used to uh, do do maintenance from my father's apartments when I was growing up, you know. And I, I've I've done my share of plumbing. And if if you've ever picked up a piece of copper tubing and tried to, you know, uh, curve it, which is necessary, um, you know that feeling. When you push it too hard and it pinches Mm -hmm. and you go, ah, because you've just destroyed it. You can't, you know, once you, you know, bend it, you can't. And that's what this looks like to me is that little pinch in that pipe, you know, that's exactly "Ah, what it looks like. (laughs) But but how beautiful is this Mm -hmm. when you start to look at the repetition of the one in the upper right hand corner? Um, you know, of those little negative space triangles that are pushing in there. And notice that that doesn't, that that uh, inside corner doesn't push into a arc on those, but that one's actually, you know, a 45 degree angle in there, which is eased on the edges. Yeah. But as opposed to uh, the Kion with the letter K or the one in the upper uh, left-hand corner where it does arc in there. But people are starting to figure this out, and it just has a really beautiful, just comfortable feel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, super. You're right. It's a combination of like sans, uh, a thick and thin font that might yeah, be, that yeah. might be serifed, and then a non-serif font that is all uniform. So you're you're playing in a world that I feel like sometimes is feels new and fresh to me. Like that's maybe what I think I like about this the most is can, it might can be the most. Onto, can you pop onto brand new? Yeah. Do you have that open? Um, pop in there because if you look at today, uh, you'll find. There you go. <clears throat> you'll find that there was a uh, logo that was uh, recorded on there just today. Yeah, right here. If you take, yep, pull it yep, up. Look at that. Saw it earlier today. Yep. And <laughs> Beautiful. Home in, home in on the letter form there. Matter of fact, go on Let's down. See. And you'll get the full letter form here. I think it, oh, there it get is. On, there you go. Pinched. Yeah. Wow. Just okay. so, oh my gosh, this is like Jetsons meets yeah. SpaceX meets. Isn't it really tasty? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I mean, talk about a silhouette. I love it. Like, that's yeah. so, so just memorable. A, a, really good, a really good feel to it. And, yeah. you know, you're going to see more and more of it. And uh, every designer is going to find an interesting way to, you know, try and uh, integrate this into their work. But, yeah. Considering what they came from. I mean, wow. I mean, yeah. the, sometimes when you just see the, these successful little rebrands um, on, on brand new, oh gosh, just crazy. Yeah. Well, to be so, fair, the previous logo, I I did that in one night. I didn't have a lot of time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I didn't. <do> that. <laughs> I know. You got to be careful about yeah. talking about old <laughs> brands, man. <laughs> yeah, I hate that logo. Well, I really didn't have a lot of time on it. Because <laughs> Jack and I. 
Vera Ray. Ray. Um, I will tell you that one of my uh, favorite designer friends, um, his name is Tamara uh, Chibukiani, and she's with Pragmatica. Um, and I may have even mentioned her in there. Uh, she's been a judge in the past on our logo uh, lounge books, but she is the one that designed the logo in the upper right-hand corner. Mm. And she just really wow. does some amazing work. And she, most of these have a single point uh, from which lines radiate. But hers, Sorry, yeah. she pulls them together. No, you're fine. From various uh, points. I love Lilypad. Now, so let me point out to people what they should be looking for here. The, the It isn't the fact that these are halo or radius logos. What's going on here is you'll notice that a single line steps mm -hmm. in gradient. So a thin line suddenly steps up and becomes fatter. But the way that it's used, it creates a layering in here. So um, if you look at that round logo in the upper left-hand corner, those are all, you know, it's, it's all a series of lines coming out from that almond shape in the middle. Yet the thing that creates that dimensionality is that shift in weight at a certain point. Yeah. So there's your dimension. If you look at Lilypad, and, and this is the other thing I like about these is, you know, a few years back, all of these were just circles. And now we're exploring other shapes. With mm. these. We're starting mm -hmm. to see, and, and really these things are so hypnotizing. They just kind of mesmerize you and suck you into them because yeah. you've got all of this layer. And the really beautiful thing that I think a lot of people don't understand about these is the negative space in these is almost equal to the positive space. So it really attaches itself and gives a sense of place to the page or whatever it is on. Yeah. And it, you know, combines the two together. There, I'm, I'm, I'm sure every designer mm. looks at this sometimes and be like, okay, how in the world would I be, build this? <laughs> like, you know, like try to figure, like the, the, yep. the geometry of it and the math of it. It's just, they're just, they, it has that piano key kind mm -hmm. of thing going with yeah. the, mm -hmm. the, the thick stroke and thin strokes becoming this beautiful unity together. Yeah. Really yeah. nice. Adding really those nice. dimensions, right? The shadows and highlights. It's I know. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Next up we have is called tight. Tight. So I started out with, yeah, I st and it helped that one of the logos actually said tight. Um, so uh, as I started going through things, I noticed that there were a lot of, and there's, there were um, a lot of highly condensed fonts, mostly sans serif, that were just really tall, you know, timber-sized structures, you know, kind of sequoia-type fonts. And it, it was so tall. And then I started realizing a lot of them were really close together. And if you start to take a look at these, if that could be, which I think is really fun. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, if I try and scale that thing down, it's not going to be legible. Mm -hmm. Okay. It, yeah. It's got a certain size that you need to keep it at to function. Um, and it's the same with a few of these others in here where you've, you know, you've got to watch your scaling, but outside of that, they're kind of puzzles. Yeah. Um, that's true. you know, it's spatial, uh, gosh, can I take a square and can I fit Kobe into it? Yeah. Can I, you know, I think they almost work better for a, uh, you know, a, uh, little monogram logo like the G or a single letter or something like that, mm -hmm. maybe yeah. where you don't have to read them. But, but then again, Maybe they're, you know, eye bait. You know, they, they suck True. you in because you want to be able to read it. Yeah. I and mean, I'm seeing this this style a bit more like I do a lot of packaging, especially in like the beer mm -hmm. or beverage world. And like 
Yeah. A lot of it's just like a big ass name on a can sideways now. And so like, I think that's where like, I'm seeing a lot of this stuff where like it has yep. to take up more yep. real estate. Let's just take up all the real estate, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Including the space between each letter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that one scares me. Cause I, I know I can appreciate it when I see it done well like these i know when i've tried it maybe i don't know if it's just the eye of the designer that doesn't like it but maybe it's okay you know what i mean it's like one of those ones i'm really scared to try Mm -hmm. but these are pretty successful i think they and jordan going going back because jordan was talking earlier about this idea of the 30-year trend Mm -hmm. this is really going back to a lot of the fonts in the 70s um a lot of the fonts in the 80s uh, and even dragging into the 90s where there were, you know, a lot of display fonts that were done. If you think about Milton Glaser's work on the, uh, on the Dylan poster, oh, totally. um, he, that was, that was his use of baby teeth, which was a font, uh, in there that had this really tight little, uh, line work, uh, inside of it. Yeah. And it worked out there because the letter forms himself describe the letters the 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 you know negative space wasn't essential to being able to read the letter form. ah there you go yeah totally Here, it's a bit more challenging mm-hmm. yeah all right let's see what we got next <laughs> almonds <laughs> almonds almonds are back <laughs> i almonds love it are back. <laughs> so okay so here's what surprised me so we both know that if you take the MasterCard logo and you've got these two intersecting balls, two you know equal sized circles, and they overlap, that they create this shape in the middle. And I was just floored by the fact that there really isn't a good name for that shape. It 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 is either viscapiscus, mm-hmm. which is Latin for a fish's bladder, because apparently there's a fish, you know, there's a way that the fish's bladder kind of forms <laughs> that sack in between. I'm going, yeah. okay, nope, I'm not going there. <laughs> and uh, you know, or or mandolora, which is uh, Italian for almond, and I thought, screw it, it's going to be almond. Yeah. Uh, so go. hell yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> and every year there is a question of me, which is, what's the shape of the year? And this year it was almonds and macaroni and we'll get to macaroni cool. but almonds is just a you know um so what a representation too. of nature yeah you know it's so a, versatile it's a leaf it's a feather it's an eye you know uh it's it it's a fish it's you know it's all of these things mm, yeah. and you know it is highly versatile and sometimes it's a star and sometimes it's a supporting character but you know yeah all and, over the place and j- I love the ones that where they're made up of only those. It's just a series yeah. of them constructing a logo, right? It's pretty yep. cool. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Trellis. These are um, beautiful. Yeah, I love this. You know, we talked earlier about this idea of uh, uh, dealing with the surface of something, but the shape is going to give... If I look at that fleur-de-lis in the lower right, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can I look at fleur-de-lis and I can go, okay, it's French, it is royal, it mm. is an iris, it is, you know, all these things that we know a fleur-de-lis to represent. But if you take the surface of it, and they've obviously in this played out the idea of nature. So, I mean, it literally is this trellis of vines and, and stuff. But it really is more about that idea of taking something that is not organic or not a not botanical and creating this botanic out of nice. it, you know, in some way. And, uh, you know, the, the monkey, the one that uh, Kyle Courtright did on there with a couple of leaves on its tail, you know, okay, I get the idea. Mm-hmm. It's nature. Mm-hmm. Or is it the lion? It's nature. Because we can turn <laughs> up the volume or we can turn down the volume, you know, with the scale at which we introduce things or the power with which it sits. 
inside of that shape. Beautiful. Yeah. Love that. This one. Yeah. This one is a favorite as well. Love that one as yeah. well. All Ooh. right. I think this is last worth, one. There we go. Macaroni. <clears throat> yeah. I'm getting hungry. I'm getting really hungry. Uh, we're, we're almost there. So, um, the macaroni, I, I, I kid people about the fact that my mom used to buy the cheap stuff. Uh, so I'm not sure it was a craft, but it was only the quarter macaronis as opposed to the half macaronis, you know, uh, couldn't even afford the, the same. <laughs> couldn't afford the half went for the quarter, but, uh, I, I also kid that I, I'm relatively sure that most of the art directors that came up with these or designers were spending time during COVID doing macaroni craft projects with their kids where they were gluing pasta down on sheets and going, there's an that icon. Would, that, that, that would work. As I, hang on a second. I can build for this time. <laughs> Very true. <clears throat> Man, I love that jellyfish one. I think that to me. That kind of fun. Really fun. I think, again, it's like Almond. I've seen a lot of logos just yep. made of a series of the same mm-hmm. icon. And, again, I, I think it has a different meaning for everybody. It's really, yep. really something. Man, we, we, we went through all True of them, force, You went through all this, and I know I ran you way over that. No, but hour. I think I hope it was the fact that we're keeping this visual and, uh, and it's yeah. all about logos, I mean, I don't think there's anything all of us and our listeners want to talk about more. Yeah, you know? Totally. This is great, Okay, man. so so this is my pitch. Yes, go for it. Logo Lounge, there are 380,000-some logos that have been submitted by more than 20,000 members around the world. These things are so highly contextualized. It's $100 a year. If you are going to spend money to utilize some kind of a resource, this is a double bang because one, you can go into Logo Lounge and you can search by industry or keyword or designer or uh, the type of logo or the quality of the logo or there's so many ways that you can search and pull together the resources that you need to have that inspiration. But, and as Nick well knows because he's been published in our books, you can also submit everything that you want to into the Logo Lounge resource. And that every year we do the Logo Lounge books, every actually year and a half. We're on book number 13 right now, so you could well be published inside of one of these books. Those books are selected, the content, by a group of 10 internationally recognized jurors, design-wise, that pull out the very best of and it is a radiating thing to be selected and included in that book, again, as Nick could attest. So, um, you know, that's, by the way, my daughter is getting married this year, and I've got to fund the wedding. So if, <laughs> so, if you buy... Do it for love, if, y'all. If you buy, yeah, <laughs> do it if for, you buy for the sake a of Logo love. Lounge account, as I'm sitting there eating a piece of wedding cake, I'll be thinking <laughs> Yeah, it really, I mean, it really is like that invaluable place. Just because I look at, I know yeah. every single designer, where do you start from, right? You have a creative brief, yeah. and then you start getting into like, what's going on out there? You start researching, Googling, dribbling, whatever it is. But like, it is, there's no other place that has like that singular database. And I think that's where it shines, it, right? Like, that yeah, kind of stuff is it, just it's pretty so amazing. invaluable. It, you know, that's really great. It's huge, that's man. Great. It has inspired a lot of people, yeah. and it's been a tremendous resource for them. So yeah. we want to yeah. continue that on. Yeah. That's great. Well, Bill, thank you so much for doing this again, as always. You're we welcome. Love, we love doing it. It looks like it's getting dark where you are. Not too bad. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not too bad. We're, uh, what time is it? Yeah. 
Well, it's whatever time somebody is listening to this, isn't it? <laughs> there you go. Always appreciate uh-huh. you doing this. And one day I'd love to, we, we keep saying this, I think, but like I want to get you in mid-year and talk more about the pitch of Please. a logo. And, and you know, you know that, that to me I think is something we all want to talk about a lot more and that whole idea of yeah. like we, we dig so deep into this and the trends. Now how do we take it? Where do, how you build that rationale into your pitch and really mm-hmm. make the, consu- the the client confident with what you're yeah. showing, you know? That would be a really great one to, to dig dig deep with you on, all right? I'm there. I'm oh, there. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right, Bill. Well, thanks again so much. Great report. And uh, Absolutely. we'll talk thank to you all so later. Much. Okay. Bye, guys.